Well, praise the Lord, saying this is Apostle Keith Fix who greet you in the name of our Lord Savior Jesus the Christ. Hey, beloved, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, this morning we have Mr. Franklin. Toward Mr. Franklin, are you on the line? Good morning, Apostle. Good morning, Lord. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Good morning, men and women of God. I'll be coming from Psalm 23. Bishop just prayed that this morning, but I'm going to only be looking at verse 4. As we go to the throne of grace, Psalm 23, verse 4, Father, we praise and magnify you, thanking you for another opportunity to come together as children of you, O God, to come before your throne of grace, casting all our cares on you, O God, to give it all at your feet in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, for this word, that it will encourage our hearts and minds, that we will continue to, continue to go on and live for you, God. Speak through me, speak to me, that I may give the word of you to your people in Jesus' name. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my in your sight, God, for you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 23, verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk. Through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This verse, this psalm is fitting for what we have been seeing going on in our land today. In the past weeks, with the shootings and the killings and Everything that's going on in individual cities, wherever we are, this psalm can be a word of encouragement to us. It was written by David when he was fleeing Saul, when Saul was trying to kill him. And David had to encourage himself. He had to build up his confidence in knowing that God would protect him no matter what he was going through, even in the face of death. God is his protector. Most of the time we read this psalm during uh, funerals or home going as an encouragement to the family, but we need to read this psalm on a daily basis to encourage ourselves when we leave our houses. I was taught to confess Psalm 91 over myself and my family before we leave the house, but any of the psalms can be an encouragement to protect you. So that's what we need when we leave, when we lay down, wherever we're going. We need to remember that God is our protector. So we shouldn't just read this psalm when we're going through death and grief. We need to read this psalm when at whatever we're going through. And it says, yea, though I walk through. It's telling us we don't have to stay in that situation. We don't have to be still. We don't have to be stagnant, but we can walk through it because sometimes when we're going through these situations, God is strengthening us. He's taking our faith higher. He wants us to be built up in him, and we can't be built up in him if we're standing still. Just like when you exercise and you have to move, 
you have to stretch those muscles. You have to put some force and some tension behind it. That's what we're going through. When we're going through something, we're exercising our faith. And what are we going through? The valley of the shadow of death. A valley, as we all know, we think of hills and mountains, and the valleys are the lowest parts of those areas. Valleys in your life are your sad times, your very low times when it seems like you have no help, when it seems like things are just crashing in around you. But you're not going to stay there. You're going to go through it. And this particular valley is in the shadow of death. Shadow is, is caused by light being blocked by something. Something is blocking the light, and it's casting a dark image on the ground or on another surface. So you are going through the valley of the shadow of death, meaning death is near you, but it's not going to overtake you because the light of God is still shining brightly on you. And a lot of times when you just turn around, that shadow can be put behind you, depending on where you're standing. Shadows are cast all over the place. But when you turn around, you can face the light. And what are you going to do when you go through this valley of the shadow of death? You will fear no evil. Why aren't you going to fear any evil? Because God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he's giving you power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is not of God. If you're operating in fear, you where's your face? It's nowhere to be found. So in order to stay away from fear, you have to speak the word of God. You have to live the word of God. You have to keep it at the forefront of your mind. People say they're going to put things at the back of their mind. That means they want to forget it. Don't put the word of God at the back of your mind. Put it in the front of your mind. Keep it on your lips. So when we go through these times of hardship, when we see these things going on in our land, we will have the word of God. And why won't you fear any evil? Because thou art with me. Who's with us? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. When Jesus ascended back into the heavens, for his rightful place at the right hand of God, he said, I would not leave you comfortless. He gave us his Holy Spirit to be our comforter, to be our guide, to be the one who give us words to pray. That's who's with us. And what else he gave us? He gave us his rod and his staff to comfort us. A rod was a weapon in Scripture. We see it when David used it when he was a shepherd to protect the sheep from the lions or a bear when they came to steal the sheep from a flock. It can be used as a walking stick. We think of a rod now as a cane to, for the elderly or people whose legs may not be strong enough. They need that extra support. But the rod was also a symbol of correction and discipline. So not only is God going to protect you, protect us in situations, but he also uses it to correct us, to discipline us, to keep us on that straight and narrow path that leads to him. And then we have his staff. The staff was a symbol of God's authority. Moses used the staff when he called the plagues down on Egypt to show God's authority 
even in Egypt in the midst of slavery. He used it when Aaron used his staff to show how the staff budded, to show that he was and his lineage would be anointed as priest. So that the staff was God's authority. So we have God's authority to discipline us, to correct us, to protect us, as he is the shepherd of our soul, to guide us, to redirect us when we're going the wrong way, to keep us out of trouble. Psalm 23, 4 is encouraging that we are not going through things alone. We don't have to go through things the way that the world goes through it because we have a comforter. We have a protector that is not man, that is not human. We have someone stronger, someone mightier, the creator of the entire world watching over us. He gives us a legion of angels to protect us. All we have to do is speak his word, not waver and not doubt. And we will not be there alone because when we speak doubt, it stops the angels from moving. It stops the angels from coming forth and working on our behalf. But when we say, Lord, I know you're with me in this valley. I'm going to go through it. I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to sit still. I'm not going to wallow in pity and fear and doubt and be afraid because you are never going to leave me nor forsake me. The the, the poem footprint said that time when it looked like you were alone was the time that he was carrying you. He wants to carry us, but we have to let him do it. He's not uh, an evil God. He's not a forceful God. He's a chivalrous God. He's a gentleman. He wants us to invite him in. I encourage you, invite him into your life today. Invite him into that situation that you're going through. Invite him into that search for peace that you're going through. Invite him into that search for calmness, that job situation that you're looking for, allow him in so that he can protect you. He can help you walk through it and keep you with him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for being our protector, our comforter, our guide, our shield, our buckler, our strong tower, oh God. Thank you for keeping us in the midst of storms. Thank you for keeping us, Father God, even when things are going right in our life. God, let us praise you at all times, God. Let us worship you in spirit and in truth, no matter what we are going through. Have your way in our lives, God. I bind the spirit of fear. I bind the spirit of doubt. I bind that spirit of unbelief. I release your truth. I release your love. I release trusting in you. I release leaning and depending on you and you alone right now in Jesus' name. That we will go through these situations knowing that you are right there with us. Have your way in Jesus' name. I praise you and I magnify you, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah and amen. Well, bless the Lord, saints of God. Listen, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow that we'll fear no evil. That's one connotation here is 
just a shadow, beloved. It's like a sting of a serpent. You can see him on the wall, but he cannot bite you. See the sword in the shadow, but he cannot cut you. Hey, listen, beloved, that's the word of the Lord. God bless you, woman of God. I believe all of us have that time to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Listen, that is only a process. God has to take all of his children through. But we know our God is a, hey, this is your apostle Keith Brooks. Till Thursday morning, tell a neighbor, friend, let's get up, get on this prayer line, and let's talk to God and our Father. Let's pray one for another. Yes, beloved, let's pray for our children in these schools and this country. God will bless us and keep us safe and sound. Till Thursday, I love you, beloved, and anything you can do about it, I'm out. God bless you. Have a blessed day.